Our Lord, we just come before you, Lord. We just stay submitted. My God, we exalt your name to the highest place and we exalt your son to the highest place. We have to keep repeating that in our lives, Father, for there are things that challenge for the position of authority in our life. There are circumstances and situations that try to make themselves bigger than you. There are things that go on in our existence, my God, that cause us to defocus de and to get distracted, my God. But we pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that we can resist all distraction, that we can resist all lies of the enemy, that we can resist everything that challenges your supremacy, not just your supremacy in theory, Gnosis, but your supremacy in action, Drasi, your real supremacy, your supremacy in the immediate of my situation, your supremacy in the reality of my day-to-day -day activity. And so, Father, we exalt you to the highest place. We keep bringing it back to mind, my God, that you're exalted to the highest place, your son exalted to the highest place, your spirit exalted to the highest place. You have influence, my God, over my life and wherever in my life you're not being influential enough because of my nature, my human nature. Expose it to me, my God. Search my heart, O Lord, and see if there be any iniquity within it. And if there be any iniquity within my heart, my God, I pray, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you transform me, my God, in that area, that you transmorgify me, my God, by some surprising supernatural power. May you change me in that area. Not, not, not just, just transform as in to change subtly, but to transmorgify, to change surprisingly, magically. We know, Father, with you, it's miraculously, not magically. And we pray, Father God, that as you're making these changes in our life, that we give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise. We pray, Father God, that we're not just punching like one punching the air, but that we're hitting our targets, my Lord. We're hitting those targets, those places in our being where we need to stand corrected in the spirit. Those places in our being where we need to face the challenges of the day. And so we pray, Father God, for forgiveness of sins. We pray for whatever frailty we've demonstrated. We pray, Father God, for all the souls and all the saints that would otherwise be affiliated with us in ministry and life. We pray for the saints worldwide who are part of the body of Christ, the ones we've met, the ones we haven't met yet, the ones we're going to meet, that we have the right love and the right heart. You said that we would know that we are, they would know that we are your disciples by the way we love one another. So we pray, Father God, for your wisdom. We pray that the unshakable be seen right now, my God, that the things that are shaking, the things that are shakable, the things that are shaking don't concern us because now we know that's not Jesus. And now we go, well, what isn't shaking? What about our life situation is not shaking? And that's Jesus. That's you. That's your spirit. That's that river you have running in our mortal beings. And so we thank you, Lord. And we come before you submitted this morning. We pray for your grace, your mercy, and your power. Be with us to do your will and to manifest your truth. We pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. And the body of Christ says, can we get an amen in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, today is day three, day three 
we have come together each one of these days to discuss a word from the Lord about the wilderness. And day three is going to be a lot like day two, because we need to stay in that moment of understanding that the one thing that we can control in our walk with Jesus, there's a lot of things we can't control, right? But one thing we can control is our heart posture. And we started talking about that yesterday, right? The heart posture. What's the posturing of our heart as it, when it's faced with the word of God? And yesterday we talked about how our heart posture is faced primarily with that that teaching word, that, that, that the, those beatitudes. It's like Moses came off the mountain after the people were defiling themselves and building a calf to go back to Egypt. And Moses came down off the mountain with the requirements. And so too, Jesus, after being baptized and wandering in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, being tempted by the devil, launched his ministry. And the first thing he released to us was his requirements. So those beatitudes, those attitudes that we're supposed to have towards our enemies, towards our friends, towards the kingdom, how we're not to worry, how we're not to shame or disgrace our brother, how we're to always pray and hope in the glory of God, how we should be the light unto the world, all those instructions and those requirements. And when Moses read those laws, those requirements, of course, he didn't read the beatitudes, he read the Ten Commandments, which ultimately became part of the Mosaic law, which was 630 some edicts he gave them. But before he did all of that, before, excuse me, after he did all of that, the people said, and it is good. Yes, we see this is good. We're going to do this. When we heard the Beatitudes, do we have that kind of heart? Do we have a, this is good. I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm in agreement with God that the ways of God are right. But do we have some conflict with that word? We have some conflict with loving our enemies and turning the other cheek. And do we have some conflict with giving to those who are in need? Do we have conflict with any of those beatitudes? You know, the nation of Israel didn't have any conflict when Moses came and gave the rules of God. They were like, yes, this is good to us. God's ways are right. We agree to do these things. Of course, they said that with their mouth, but their actions ultimately showed that they didn't completely agree. But did we agree when we heard the Sermon on the Mount? Did we agree? Yes, Lord, we're here in the wilderness with you. Got my attention. Because most of us, right, we came to the Lord in a form of a wilderness, right? Especially if you're, if, 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 if you're a fighter, right? And some of us, we're, we're fighters. We're stubborn, okay? God had to practically beat us in the head a million times before we finally said, you know what? God's ways are right. Let me humble myself before the Lord. So we've all been in this wilderness, if it wasn't at our point of salvation, which most of us experienced it then, it's been in another time in our life. And this wilderness is where God says, I need the supremacy in all your being. I don't care what's going on outside. These are my requirements. I don't care what's going on in the rest of the world. These are my requirements. Now, when the nation of Israel received those words, there were consequences. Failure to meet those rules and regulations had extreme consequences. But glory to God, we have the blood of Jesus. And, you know, God has spoken to us in many ways and in many forms, right? But in this time, he speaks to us through our son. And whatever God said, however, whatever word he gave, ministered through angels, received its due punishment if it was not obeyed. So how could we ignore this great salvation now, which comes through Christ Jesus? 
And this great salvation that comes through him is the type of salvation, the type of word, hallelujah, that brings life without condemnation. So when you don't agree, when you don't obey, you have the blood of Jesus to cover you, to protect you, to cleanse you of all iniquity. But what's your heart posture? Because what he won't change without your involvement, what he won't change without your engagement, what he won't get involved with without your willfulness is your heart posture. You can pray to God to search your heart, identify iniquity, reveal it to you, and give you the courage to repent. You can do that. But against your will, he will not change your heart posture. Ah. And so it's really important, disciples, saints, it's really important for each and every one of us to have the right heart before God. How open are we to the counseling word of the Lord? How open are we to the directive word of God? How open are we to his corrective spirit? And how deep are we in his word to receive that correction? How's our heart posture? And so Moses, when he came down off the mountain, immediately said, those who are for God come to me. And the ones that were for God came to him. And then he said, now take out your swords and kill your brothers who did not agree with this. Now that's deep because these people lived together for many years in Egypt. And now God's like, whoever is not going to stand with me must be eliminated from the people. And so today, when we talk about hot heart posture, we want to talk about how hot heart posture works. See, the things that influence your heart posture. And God knew that the nation of Israel, while in the wilderness, while he was getting their attention, while he was giving them their requirements, while he was wooing his bride back to himself, he knew that if I leave some irreverent forces operating within the mix, this will defile the people. So while you're in the wilderness and while you're testing your heart posture, realize that your circumstances of life affect your heart posture, your circumstances of life. How we live reflects or impacts our heart posture. If we associate and we become unevenly yoked with non-believers, this will affect our heart posture. If we associate with those who are not kingdom focused, this is going to affect our heart posture. If we, if we allow ourselves to be in a lukewarm environment or an antichrist environment, this will affect our heart posture. Now, some of this we can't control. In their wilderness, they didn't have to control it. God separated them from all the nations and isolated them in the desert. Then he gave them his requirements and he fed them manna from the sky. So he did it physically, but spiritually. You've got to separate yourself from all spirits that are not of God. It doesn't matter where these spirits come from. See, the nation of Israel, when he told them, take out your swords and kill your brothers, he was literally telling them, I don't care who they are to you. They cannot be in the wilderness with us. They must be separated. And they were, and they, and they killed many of his, his Israelites that day because their heart posture needed to be protected. So Moses said, Where's with me? Come over here. 
some stayed obstinate. They stayed against God. Even after the situation appeared that Moses had come back, even after it appeared that Moses, oh, we made a mistake. Moses went up on the mountain, but look, he's back. There were some that were still staunch in their opinion to continue on in the direction that they had decided, even though they finally heard from God through Moses that what they decided was wrong. But they stayed headstrong. And then they had to perish. Do you associate with the rebellious against God? Do you make partnerships and hold covenants with those who are unevenly yoked with Jesus? See, in this wilderness, that's not going to be helpful. Because in this wilderness, you're trying to seek God in purity. We're here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're here. For you, Jesus, in purity, in completeness. So anybody who's not about you, anybody that's not centered in you, can't share in this wilderness with us. Hallelujah. And I told you, for me, part of it is personal. I do some quiet times with God. Part of it's this group segment where we do this part. And so... I, I'm going to be searching my heart for all the covenants that are ungodly, all the ungodly associations, all the ungodly connections. Santo, they can't be with me in this wilderness. This is a time when the voices of many of many people are silenced. The voices of many ideas and concepts and beliefs are silenced. So that I can take my focus completely upon the Lord, my love, my compassion, completely upon the Lord. And his love and his compassion is completely upon me. And so then I can't allow anybody inside that mix that's not ready to be focused on Jesus. I can't let anybody in that situation that's not going to be completely submitted to God. Because that's where I'm at. I'm gathering to Christ. See, there was a period of time. When I didn't see Christ, and though I didn't say it, my actions reflected that I got tired of waiting for him to come down off the mountain. And because I got tired of waiting for him to come down off the mountain, I decided to build a golden calf and go back to my previous life. But fortunately, he came down from the mountain just in time. And now I reject all of those ways, and I gather to Jesus. Now, whoever's not ready to do that, I got to separate. We're talking spiritually now. We're not telling you that you got to do this physically, though you may need to do this physically too. But only you know your life circumstances and you know what God is dictating in those circumstances. But in this wilderness, as God was leading them, God was very jealous to keep only the people with him who had the right heart posture or had the right tendency to the right heart posture. To be still in him, about him, just him, for him, with him, in love with him, and against everything that's not him. For them, 
it, it, the way the, the text went, it seems like they did the killing relatively quickly. For us, there may be a little bit of time associated with this separation, but there's no time like the present to begin it, to separate from everything that isn't the purity of God in your life. To believe in God so much that you would accept the consequences that go along with that separation. To love God above and beyond all other things. To seek his face. To supplicate yourself. To humble oneself before the Lord, before the spirit of God, before his glory and his majesty, and his grace. See, it's that heart posture. That's when he was saying in the, in the message, when he was giving them the parable, he said, my word is like seed, and your heart is like the soil of the ground for the seed. And those whose heart are callous will never be able to mature because the seed would never get in them and form roots. The shallow-minded will not be able to make it through the birds the enemy will come and eat all the seeds and there'll be no reflection of a planting because there'll be no maturation of fruit hallelujah praise god glory to god and he talked also about that seed that falls on the rocky places he talks again about the seed that falls upon the thorny places and so the hard pavement heart is just rebellious. Don't want to listen. And if we're honest with ourselves, we have a part of our own existence where we have a hard pavement heart, right? There's areas of our life we don't want to listen. Right? And then we have those areas of our life where we spring up quickly, but we realize in this particular area of our life, we don't have root in ourselves. So that that sprung up quickly have to now be stilled because we have to focus now on depth. The rocky places, the seed is there, it formed roots, it's sprouting up, but it's being choked because I worry about too many things. I worry about the, the deceitfulness of wealth. I worry about the conditions of this life. And it chokes out the fruitfulness of everything that I could be doing because I spend one foot in the Lord and the other foot trying to anticipate how things are going to be in this life. It says, but that seed that falls upon the fertile soil. See, that's you. That's you and me at times, right? At times. But if we're honest at other times, maybe our heart and other areas, there are areas where our heart is callous. There are areas where we're being choked out. There are areas where we're springing up quickly, but because we don't have depth in that area of our life. Yet there is the blood of Jesus. And that's the beauty about this wilderness is this is a time of reflection. This is a time when you can look into your life situation. And then this is a time where you're banding with some brothers and sisters who can help you in prayer. to pray for one another, to say, hey, I need, you need to pray for me. 
Uh, I'm struggling with some things. I need you to lift me up in prayer because I'm in a war with my heart. I'm in war with my heart posture in a certain area of my existence. Said honesty starts to change you. That honesty starts to open up opportunity for change, not just to talk about it, but to be about it. So that your actual condition is changing. Your personality is changing. Your spirit is changing because you're being transformed into Jesus. We're becoming Christ to the world. We want to become Christ. So we're in this wilderness to become Christ. And we need to examine our hearts and rebuke our hearts at times. Some of us, most of us, a lot of us, right, don't like being rebuked by others. But if we stayed in our word and stayed in our consecration, then the spirit would teach us how to rebuke our own hearts. We wouldn't have to wait for somebody to step in and tell us something about ourselves because the consecration and the Holy Spirit in gentleness, because nobody can change you like the Spirit of God can. Nobody can counsel you like the Spirit of God can. Nobody can advise you like the Spirit of God can. So if you, if you stay in the Word, if we stay in the Spirit, if we stay in our submission, if we stay in our consecration, the Spirit will ever so gently, ever so gracefully counsel us in an area, and then we can go, wow, I don't even like that. I don't even see that about myself. I don't even like that about myself. That's got to change. And there we are now rebuking our hearts and demanding repentance from our mortal soul because we're reflective in consecration. You know, I was on the phone sharing with somebody yesterday. And I was sharing about um, that's one of the things that you see in the 12-step programs. They, 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 they have a chapter. Um, and in the opening part of the chapter, it says, we rarely see this piety program, this 12-step deliverance program. We rarely see this program fail for anybody. But the person who cannot be adequately self-reflective and the person that cannot be ruthlessly honest with themselves, this is the type of person where the program won't work for because they seem morally inconscionable to being able to see things how they really are. They can't be righteously self-reflective. And for those people, this does not work. Well, I have to tell you that that's actual discipleship. Granted, we do have brothers and sisters who can pull our coat, amen? So glory to God that he does put people in our lives who can pull our coat. But if we were to stay deep in our consecration, deep in our word, deep in our submission to God, deep in our ruthless honesty with ourselves, deep in our self-reflection, all that together, God would warn you before he had to send someone to warn you. God would teach you to rebuke yourself before he had to send someone to rebuke you. And so here we are in the wilderness realizing that God's going to address a few things here with us. He's going to address some things. He's not going to address it through Apostle Kevin. He's not going to address it through First Century Christ Church. He's going to address it through his spirit, through me becoming ruthlessly honest with myself and ruthlessly honest with the moral inventory of my life and ruthlessly honest with the righteousness of the truth of God and the truth about my situation and attitude and my heart posture towards God. In every 
area of our life. No place to hang my hat. No place to sit and put my arms on my side and like as it put my fists on my side and bang my ch- and, and stick out our chest. Because I'm too busy addressing all my heart posture issues. Because I know if my heart posture is right, the spirit will flow. That river of water will flow. That anointing will flow if my heart posture is right. So I'm working on that heart posture. And I'm staying in my consecrations. And I have faith in God, in the change. I'll marvel in the change, but I won't be surprised because that's what my father does. He changes me from one glory to another glory, from one position to another position, from that position to an even other position, higher and higher to an ever-increasing glory until the coming of the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so in isolation in day three, in our consecrations, when's the last time you rebuked your heart? You know, I can I, I find myself often saying, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Who am I talking to? My heart. I was a bad thought. And all your thoughts emanate from your heart, from out of the heart's abundance. The heart is the wellspring of your life. <laughs> you got to start checking your heart condition and rebuking your own heart. You have the capacity because the person of the spirit is in you. And since we have the person of the spirit in us, Glory to God, hallelujah. There's a person in us that's perfect, and we're not. So there should be some rebuking going on inside our mortal members. So that we're getting our heart posture right, so that we're becoming fertile ground for the glory of God, for the righteousness of Christ. And so in day three, we want to challenge ourselves again on the issue of heart posture. Are we open to receiving in every area? Or do we have calluses in our heart where we reject the word of God? Let us pray. Father, in the name of your son, Christ Yeshua, we come before you. God, search our heart, O Lord, and see if there be any iniquity in us. Help us to see. Transform our heart posture. Help us, my God, to see the calluses. Take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. A heart that can be wooed by your spirit. A heart that can be transformed by your spirit. A heart that is changed by your spirit from glory to glory. We pray against all bitterness and all anger and all resentment. We pray against all hatred, lovelessness. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, Father God, against every darkness that moves in our mortal members. We release our enemies right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We lift them up by God in prayer right now. We put them before you. We ask, my God, how can we serve them into the glory? For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against demonic principalities. Help us to see the kingdom as it is for what it is. And understand that everyone has a door open to enter. And that it's our job, whether they're our enemy in the natural or not, to make sure that door remains open so that the glory of God can be 
shown in their life, and perhaps they might repent and the angels rejoice. Father, we lift you up, my God, and we ask that you search our heart, oh my Lord, and see if there be any iniquity in us and help us to change every aspect of our being that is not perfectly like you. Help us to stay submitted in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls to be transformed. Let us not be as one punching the air, aimlessly walking without accomplishing anything. But let us be of those that continue to grow and to change and are always hitting our targets so that we're being transformed into the likeness of Christ and Christ is being revealed. The children of Christ see Christ and for those that were in disobedience, they change their mind. And for those that are in obedience, they get encouraged because they found their brother or sister in the Lord. I pray for the oneness and the glory and the majesty of Christ to overshadow us. I pray for your glory to be upon us. And though we may separate in this meeting now, may we be together in the spirit, arm in arm, interceding for one another. So that when we come back together again, it'll be time of refreshing, a time of cleansing and purity, a time of grace and elevation in the spirit. And Father, we pray for the love of Christ to shown through us throughout the day till we come together again. May you continue to bless us, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And the body of Christ says, can we get an amen in the house of the Lord? Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Have a great morning, saints. You all too. Likewise.